if you want meaningful relationships, I don't even care about the masculine part. If you want meaningful relationships and you do not know how to practice vulnerability, you really can't practice vulnerability without honesty either. And so are you looking for real friends? Are you looking for surface level friends that, you know, keep you in your BS? I mean, you got to choose, right? Can't have one or the other. You can't have, you can't be vulnerable and also have friends that are just incredibly fake. It just doesn't make any sense. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome to the Major Pain Podcast, the only podcast crafted to guide men like you on unraveling your uniqueness to transform the world around you. If you are a lady joining us, feel comfortable. Listen as we hope women learn how to build better men through the golden nuggets we will be sharing and learning. Follow this podcast wherever you are listening. Kindly like and subscribe if you are watching this podcast on YouTube. Men, as we know, we can repress our emotions either due to wanting to be part of the status quo or because, say, some men just lack intelligent ways to show their feelings. Over time, this attitude can limit them from building a special bond to those around them. These men have no idea how lack of showing emotion can impact their relationship with their family, their partner, their friends, or colleague at work. But who says it is not okay to be vulnerable as a man? Joining me today to speak on masculine vulnerability is Teofilos Juan, a transformational coach. He is an Asian Christian entrepreneur, a father, and a lover of God. He is one of the descendants of the philosopher Juan Z. Welcome, Teofilos, to this wonderful podcast. Woohoo! A round of applause. <laughs> Thank you, Major Payne. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel honored to have one of the greatest philosopher descended on this podcast. How did you know, though? Like, uh, at what point did you know that you are one of the descendants? Yeah, so in China um, and uh, in each specific hometown, they will have a genealogy book. And so it's this literally big, thick red book. Wow. Um, and it lays out all the genealogy um, and so, um, my, my father actually has the book at his house, trace it all the way back to, uh, Zhuangzi himself. And so, um, yeah, that's, it, it's, it's an amazing, I, I'm surprised they even kept records of it, but yeah. Amazing. Anybody with that last name will be able to know who's who. Yeah. Wow. So I believe that there's this philosophical wisdom that flow in the family. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know. It, it's it's wise to say that about every family right there's there's specifics uh different wisdom that you know every family has it in them um mm -hmm. yeah definitely feel that about my own family absolutely wow that's great that's great so i remember from our very first conversation on linkedin and while we were preparing for this podcast you mentioned that you were running your own software as a service uh, i don't know if you made mention that you had your company where you were selling like tech stack for coaches. Can you please tell us more about that and also how you found your purpose in life? Yeah, so um, that software stuff was really a transition out of something that I thought was uh, life-giving for me. Um, 
about well, almost five years now, um, get going into entrepreneurial space. You know, I, I, I understood who I was and to an extent. I knew that technology was something that I wanted to, to take part in. The internet wasn't going anywhere. It's recession proof. And so, you know, started my own digital marketing agency. Mm -hmm. um, and that wasn't fulfilling. I self-sabotaged along the way. And because I was working with a certain piece of software, I was like, well, this is an amazing thing to, to you know, give, sell to coaches because they need help with their tech. And, um, you know, so I transitioned my company into selling that software to coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and in the process of marketing to coaches, a bunch of them were like, hey, you should totally think about being a coach yourself. And um, yeah, that was re really where I started to make the discovery. I was like, man, yeah, like, you know, and, and actually more context to that is two years before I started the digital marketing agency, mm -hmm. um, we were looking at coming back from from China and a mentor um, in Hong Kong walked me through StrengthsFinder. And so in my assessment, I learned that I would make a good coach and a good counselor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time I wasn't ready for that journey. So to have that happen in those conversations when I was selling the software, that coaching was the thing. I was like, well, this is my opportunity. God's telling me something here. And, yeah. and as I did more discoveries about who I was from the inside out, um, every, every, every strength, every identity, um, that this was, this was it. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I discovered it. Wow, that's great. Uh, you are the second guest speaker who I have on this podcast that is talking on Strength Finders. And I, I took Strength Finders myself, that was uh, two years ago, and it literally transformed my life. And for real, it, it I my, when my mentor was telling me about Strength Finders, I thought it was like a joke when she was just telling me the, the perks and the advantage of knowing my strength. I just felt like, yeah, I, I mean, it, but when I read it, I was like, wow, it's mind blowing. Right. And I'm speaking yeah. about strength. I know we men, we, we, we love to identify as being strong. And sometimes we try to separate ourselves from anything that has to do with vulnerability or showing vulnerability. And I want to ask you, in line to masculine vulnerability, like what experience do you have in line to that? Yeah, so in my family, um, it, it's actually really strange because, um, and I think my dad certainly broke that. Um, he exercised and showed a lot of vulnerability in everything that he did. Um, and, and you know, if you actually know anything about culture in China is that people are typically pretty hard. Showing vulnerability in any sense is, uh, is, is, is frowned upon, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that's what I grew up in. And so to me, that's normal. Chinese, the, you know, Chinese being hard right now and, 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 you know, showing a good front, um, is, is something that's actually very foreign to me. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously we have the world the way that it is, any kind of vulnerability, especially with men, mm -hmm. um, is seen with a stigma and in a negative light, a weakness. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's really just not the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, what would you say so far, like, um, are there some benefits in terms of m masculine vulnerability? Yeah, I, I think that um, it requires you to be very honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I love to think about things from a relational standpoint, because if we don't, if we're not vulnerable and we're not honest with ourselves, 
the people that we surround ourselves with are probably going to perpetuate that too.、Mm. And so, if you want meaningful relationships, I don't even care about the masculine part. If you want meaningful relationships and you do not know how to practice vulnerability, you really can't practice vulnerability without honesty either. And so, are you looking for real friends or are you looking for surface level friends that you know, keep you in your BS?、Mm. I mean, You gotta choose, right?、Mm-hmm. Can't have one or the other. You can't have, you can't be vulnerable and also have friends that are just incredibly fake. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that that makes so much sense because I keep hearing people、uh, talking about how it's just very hard to connect with people. Like they just complain how difficult it is connecting with people. But then, when you do your research very well, you just notice that they too are lacking. The piece, the the spark of connection. They are lacking the magnet itself, which is them just being authentic first and just accepting themselves the way they are, their their weakness, their strength. First of all, even knowing、yep. themselves, you know, is you know you can accept what you don't know, right? So, yep, yeah. So it's more like people haven't really done that homework, but yet they just、mm-hmm. accept, expecting people to accept them the way they are. When、right. They don't、exactly. even know who they are. You understand, right? Yep. Yeah, and that goes even further for for fatherhood. I think,、mm-hmm. like you know, I can't speak to motherhood, but you know, mothers definitely don't have issues sh- showing the emotions. You know, females' brains are 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 operating in a different way, and、mm-hmm. you know, for males, we have to do that, especially as fathers, because you know, daughters and sons, you know, raising them is de- totally different,、mm-hmm. and work that we're not willing to do. And and the way we're not, you know, if our lives are not emulating a certain way, or, or it creates a vacuum within our children that, you know, suddenly I'm looking for that in in, in men, or I'm looking for that in in a spouse. It's like, it's very dangerous when we don't show that vulnerability as men to our children, especially.、Mm-hmm. Can can you speak about how, like, showing that vulnerability, like, how does it impact a man's relationship? Like maybe you can give us some examples. Like you, I know you are a father. I know you have awesome kids. And can you just speak from your experience how showing vulnerability has impacted your relationship, your career, and say your friends? Yeah.、Um, you know, obviously, I don't. I don't like to put, present a, a, an image of of falsehood. At least I try my best not to.、Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with my children, it's like. I I want them to open up to me, right?、Mm-hmm. But I can't have them like they won't open up to me if I don't open up to them.、Mm-hmm. It's it's not a one way street, and and so we have to be able to demonstrate that and show them that we feel emotions,、um, you know, and that it's a very human thing, and it's okay, and it's not a sign of weakness. The only reason society perpetuates it the way it does is because we we carry it into our families,、mm-hmm. and then it becomes gospel over. Generations.、Mm-hmm. Um, for me in my work, being vulnerable. Well, you know, nobody's perfect.、Um, I just had a conversation with a gentleman today. It was like, oh, he was like, oh, I need to delete certain photos off of my Facebook. And I was like, well, you know, you, you, it might be the face of your business, but you know, striving for perfection doesn't really present a good image for your business. Like, people、mm-hmm. want to know that you're a human too. Yeah. And so, in that sense, it's like it's important to be. Real where、mm-hmm. we are,、mm-hmm. um, and so obviously with relationships. I mean, with a marriage, if you're not vulnerable with your wife, why is she going to be vulnerable back with you? Exactly right. right?、Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it's like, well, then we're going to open up that can of worms. It's like, I'm not going to open up to you 
suddenly I can't rely on you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Where do we go for that? Someone else or something else. And nobody wants to be replaced like that, you know? That's very so, true. Yeah, very yeah. true. There, there's this, uh, there's this div- devotional that someone gave my wife and I as a wedding gift. It's uh, the five love language mm-hmm. devotional. Yes. So mm-hmm. we read it like every day and there was this... Wow. Like, I think because it has 366 devotional, so it's pretty short. Uh, It has, it's just like a regular devotional with the Bible verse and then the message Mm. for that day and then prayers at the end, right? And uh, so for the past four days, there was this sets of intimacy. He was talking about like social intimacy, intellectual intimacy, spiritual intimacy, Mm. and uh, I've forgotten the others, but though there were like about five and the intellectual intimacy he was talking about was just you sharing your thoughts with your spouse, right? You just, anything. Mm. He said, we think about yeah. 50,000 thoughts a day. And he yeah. said that, uh, of, of course, I mean, of course, we don't want to spam our partner with, right. with like right. all the thoughts. But then what thing I took out of that, and I just kind of see that thing with my wife and I, you know, wherein she just tells me everything like that goes on every day and sometimes mm. I share too and sometimes when I share I ask myself like okay hope at this point I am not becoming unmanly you know because culturally speaking as African mm. men you know like we're just preconditioned mm-hmm. to be very stoic and you know just merely right. like I, I can't tell you everything <laughs> right right you know right but but then I noticed that just sharing something sharing opens the door for connection understand mm. and i noticed that the moment i share some things and we can sometimes i i can say that sometimes one reason that prevents some men from even sharing could be that they don't they are not in control of that situation mm. yeah and it's more like they open up she reacts but they can control their own reaction to her reaction and mm. because of that, it's like, oh my God, maybe I should have said this or I shouldn't open up next time. But yeah, no, I don't know if you've had moments like this. What do you think about this kind of? Uh... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that, yeah, even, obviously personal experience is like, you know, it's, it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, and, you know, no offense here, but yeah, you, you don't know how your words can come off right mm-hmm. um a funny funny thing i always talk about is like um you know go to the store with your wife and and she's like does this look, make me look pretty or beautiful it's like it's like a lose-lose it's like win-win but it's a lose-lose situation because it's like doesn't matter what you say it's gonna be like ah like you know there's gonna be this this chance that it could upset her and yeah. so um you know and and that makes me think of well that means that you're not sharing enough with your wife you're not talking enough with your wife because then there shouldn't be any kind of this unknown. Um, and actually it's funny because I, you know, I, I did at, for the longest time, keep things to myself, didn't mm-hmm. say anything about it. And mm-hmm. when it came time to be on the same page, it was just so obvious things that we were hiding and things that we were not talking about were just causing so much disconnect. And, and it was like, no wonder I wasn't talking to her. I wasn't mm. saying things. I wasn't. And once we did, it was amazing. Cause it was like, wow, like God was working in your life in the same way. And suddenly we're like just meeting at the crest. It was just like, it was so beautiful. And so mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, 
I mean, you said it, what, 60,000 thoughts or 50,000 thoughts or mm-hmm. whatever. Think about how much we tell our, how many thoughts have you told your wife in the last week? Mm-hmm. Right? And so what's the percentage of that then? Are you even sharing a hundred thoughts with her? A mm-hmm. hundred out of 60,000 is like nothing. That's not even, <laughs> that's like a couple of decimal points, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, honestly, like that shopping thing, I feel like every guy who has a partner, even not necessarily a wife, but if you have a partner, you have been in that shopping <laughs> tight sport, man. Whether whatever everything you say you will make you Yeah. You you get it. <laughs> yeah, we we all get it. <laughs> we all get it. I hope it. a bunch of them are like shaking like nodding their head right now. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I should get my wife to listen to this. <laughs> you know, right? And honestly sometimes I just have learned how to Yeah, speaking about that honesty right yeah i've learned how to be very honest with my thoughts and mind how i share my honesty and that's the other Mm. piece i feel like maybe we men could probably do a little bit of work on uh how do we share that honesty because uh yeah women we know they can be very emotional even men too are very emotional because how i got to know is there was one certain time something was really hitting me real deep and I noticed that how somebody will speak to me regarding that particular thing, man, it can just crush me. You understand, right? Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. So, and then it made me start reasoning like, okay, so same way I might just speak to my wife about something because I'm trying to be honest, the same way she too can be mm-hmm. honest about those things. But if it's not framed in a way, it can just, you know, tip the person off you understand right and yeah that is mm-hmm. not the goal that is not the goal why we are being honest we are being honest because we want to build each other we want to help each other right right yeah and you're onto something here is like you know if there's any men who are listening to this right now who are still single good because definitely work on these things before you go into a relationship if you mm-hmm. don't have this set in stone you're going to end up finding somebody who's going to allow you to get away with that bs mm. if you are not able to be honest with yourself now don't find somebody to try to be honest with because you know they're not going to take it because like that that scenario of going shopping like you know if my wife was not a person that was understanding and and you know and let's words hit her impact her internally that way that can automatically set off the relationship and at that point it's like Oh, you just think I'm fat or you just think I'm this and that. Yeah, yeah. Like we all we all have a responsibility a responsibility to our own mm-hmm. honesty, I guess, to our yeah. own to our own being. And so if we don't if we're not accepting of that of ourselves, mm-hmm. we're going to try to get people to build us up when we don't even build ourselves up. It's just like Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's a it's a really it's a really deep topic. Yeah. Um and one that I think that men who are listening to this like definitely focus on yourself work on yourself because the person you look for is going to come from that place awesome awesome this is really great and i know to somebody who is listening to they might be wondering like what are the practical ways or strategies a man can adopt in being vulnerable uh what do you think Theophilus? yeah you know uh definitely stop running away um <laughs> is to actually feel everything um, you know, one of the things, one of the, you know, because I work with fathers, typically the fathers that I speak to, they are already 
you know, they're already fathers. They haven't done that work beforehand. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when it comes to like the kids losing it and then them losing their temper, mm -hmm. it's like they're, they're struggling already with being present. You know, mm -hmm. the, the struggles of the world gets really heavy on them. Financials are really difficult. And so, you know, even when they're playing with their kids and I'm a perfect example, mm -hmm. actually, is, you know, when I'm playing with my kids, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's just like my mind goes to oh man, it's the month end. Mm -hmm. I got bills I got to pay. Mm -hmm. You know, I got all this stuff and I'm not, I'm there, but I'm not there. Um, and so definitely need to be present. What really helped me was mindfulness, mm -hmm. um, meditation, trying to get my thoughts, um, being present. Um, another thing I do is also cold showers, cold plunges, um, ice baths, because you'll notice your thoughts go crazy in those moments and all you can do to get through it is really to focus on your breath. Mm. And so feeling everything that needs to be felt in the present um, and living now mm -hmm. um, and feeling how you feel um, is one of the best first steps that I can give for being honesty, like being honest with yourself. Um, because if we don't feel those things, mm -hmm. then we'll just take it at such a, a surface level. It, it, it'll be such a surface level thing. Um, and because now it's like, when I speak out of, uh, out of dishonesty or I do something out of dishonesty, I feel that guilt. I feel mm -hmm. that conviction. That's like, oh, that, that's not right. Mm -hmm. This is not the image I want to present to my family. Yeah. It, I'm present to feel that. Whereas if I'm encumbered with all this stuff in the world and all these stresses, yeah, man, it'd be so easy to just neglect those feelings and those emotions mm -hmm. um, and just get away with it. Mm -hmm. And people have gotten away with it. And that's the issue. Exactly. Yeah. You know, thank you so much for this uh, key principles that you just shared, because these are very important things that is easy to ignore. You know, we keep hearing of mindfulness, meditation, yoga, this, that, and Sometimes yeah. we really don't understand the importance of those things to our daily life. And yeah. I can significantly see the difference between when I start my day meditating, doing exercise, doing those um, key self-care practice. I can see yeah. a huge difference like day and night between doing those yeah. things and not doing them. And I see how the day goes the next day. It's like, uh-uh. So, right. and something I'm also noticing is that it's as though we are to do these things as a source of preparation, knowing that there would always come a time where you will be tipped off. Mm. Me, because uh, it's not all the time that, of course, like you would, you know, just be in your 100% rightful, like, thoughts, mind, emotions, right? However, mm -hmm. it is the preparation you do before the time that makes you yep. ready to embrace yep. that moment and emotion. Because they say, right. like, when you're upset and, you know, when emotions are still high, like the prefrontal cortex shut off. So it's the amygdala right. that starts working. But the moment yep. we do these practices is building the connection, strengthening the connection between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala such that yep. you have a stronger willpower and a stronger like self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of brain chemistry, like, you know, being honest, you know, with yourself, like there's 
there's a whole bunch to that is like you know if your mind is constantly in the negative Mm -hmm. you're just gonna beat yourself up and you know you're not gonna own up to it you're gonna you're gonna think that life sucks and that you are it's outside of your control um and and that that sends people down some really really bad um you know spirals and Mm -hmm. and the results they see are definitely less than ideal um and so yeah like just understanding even how we physically work is very important and i think one one of the things that i always bring up in conversations with men is like you know look just look up the reticular activating system Mm -hmm. and so that's that's kind of like social media actually if you think about it it's like well okay i want to look more at you know uh, vaccines and or 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 conspiracies well Mm -hmm. what does social media feed back to you Mm -hmm. conspiracies more to feed what you want and and keep you on the platform the the rts works the same way no ras works the same way is that you know it's not that there's more teslas on the street it's just that suddenly your awareness of it mm-hmm. is increased and you see more of them on the street exactly um, and so if we if we saturate it with negative mm-hmm. well we're just going to find negatives everywhere to confirm oh man it's not sunny today mm-hmm. or man you know this that and the other that's very true. choose positive and find positive mm-hmm. yeah well that's a good one yeah, so uh, Theophilus, you said something about working with fathers earlier on. Mm-hmm. Can you please uh, just give us more insight about your coaching business? Like, who do you serve? Why did you choose fathers? Why not say single men? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if if single men do come to me, you know, um, I I won't be like, I'm sorry, I don't serve you. You know, the, the demographic that I serve um, on a marketing perspective is is that it has to be very specific right Mm -hmm. and so i do say that i coach asian christian entrepreneurial fathers Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like if somebody comes to me that's not a christian i won't say like i don't i don't want to serve you because you don't believe it's it's really a given a moment moment by moment basis Mm -hmm. um but typically i love to you know get people to think about ultimately the transformational side to to describe what transformational is transactional is more of the surface level stuff Mm -hmm. the hard skills like a soccer coach who teaches you how to dribble a ball, you know, how to kick a ball. Um, a transformational coach would be somebody who comes in and talks to you about, you know, your beliefs, your mindset, um, teamwork, um, that kind of thing. And so my work predominantly is from the inside out. I love speaking to the whole being of a person, mm-hmm. finding out what is the root, what is the essence of who they are, and then getting them to operate from that place. And so that discussion or that conversation does not primarily have to be just with fathers it can be with men it can be with women of all walks of life doesn't matter what their beliefs is um Mm. just to get them to live from that present place and actually that's exactly what we were talking about is being very present i want to help people live from that presence Mm -hmm. and because i feel like the most change i can bring is for fathers is the next generation how can we impact the next generation we need to start changing the rhetoric we need to start changing the stigma we need to start yeah. You know, and I, I feel like fathers, at least it's from a position of experience uh-huh. because I'm living the life that I feel fathers should consider at least for themselves. Um, entrepreneurial, you know, uh, entrepreneurially yeah. too is that, you know, don't be at the women will of a corporate setting. Uh-huh. If that's not your calling, you know, find what that passion is, what the purpose is for your life uh-huh. and give that away. Yeah. That is, and, 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 even further to that is that kids we can't tell our kids that our dreams are important mm-hmm. when we're clocking in and out nine to five mm-hmm. or working 60 hours a week like we have to show them what our dreams are worth for them to know what their dreams are worth mm-hmm. um 
and so it's it, it's a very holistic approach to what i do um i think it impacts everything and, and directly impacts the wellness of our of our universe i feel wow that's that's really transformational trust me <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that that's so good i really really appreciate um the work you do you know that was one reason i connected with you because i yeah. have a platform helping people to find their purpose also speaking of unique masculinity right and mm -hmm. i'm like very very intentional about working with other men just like yourself who are mm -hmm. helping other men grow because we can see that yeah men need a lot of enlightenment not even mm -hmm. empowerment this time men i feel are already empowered they just need enlightenment yeah. you know and right i can also see that yes a lot of men are just shy shy to come forward shy to say man yeah. I need a tribe. I need someone to speak to. I need some support. I need someone to listen to me, you know? And um, yeah. I'm happy that you have your coaching business. And I would encourage anyone, uh, you don't have to be Asian to contact Teofilos. Teofilos, <laughs> you yeah. can reach out to him. Teofilos, where can they find you? Yeah, so they can find me on my website. Um, it's uh, coachwiththeo.com. Um, you can also find me on social media. I'm the only person with this name. I'm pretty sure nobody else in the world has this name. Um, and those are good places to start. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I like to I like to work with people. With just I don't see the Asian. In you. I don't see the African in you, man. Like I don't mm -hmm. see you know you're a person to me in there. And so yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's I'm sorry. I'm just really passionate about that. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> me too. Trust me. Like I I have some. I what I have a brother who is Asian and his mm. name is Paul. I'll tell you, <laughs> he's Korean. It is so adorable. Like Paul, I remember the first time I saw him. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell Paul I, I, I spoke about him in this podcast. Trust me. Like it's uh. so good. Like we just connect. And my wife, when mm. she sees how we relate, she's just like, wow, like I can see yeah. how much of a brother you guys are. And it's so good. It's so good. I would also be talking yeah. on, um, I'll be speaking on a particular topic, which I call bromance, right? Which is, uh, I don't yeah. know if you know the word bromance, right? <laughs> I do know the word bromance. And actually I do have a, I, I have like one of my closest brothers, um, you know, he's also African too. Mm -hmm. He's my you know, we, we just hit it off. Um, and, and I, I know what, I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Is that the, the, you're, you're just on this level that doesn't matter what you, you've been through. You connect yeah. on a level that's deeper than just the surface. And, and it's so rewarding. And I think that's something else that, you know, yeah. we talked about too, the, the honesty. It's like, what are the practical things? It's like surround yourself with people who want to see your vulnerability. Don't surround exactly. yourself with people who are fake exactly. and surface level. Mm -hmm. Don't like, you know, those, those relationships will dictate the person that you're going to be. Mm -hmm. And so if you're the most interesting person in the room, you're going to be the, you know, that you're not going to make it, you're not going to make progress in life. And so yeah. go and find those people who will call out your BS, mm -hmm. who will, you know, get you, encourage you to share more of who, who you truly are on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is a fantastic rap, Theophilus. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's such a huge pleasure having you come on this podcast. And I hope that um, 
my audience, wherever they are listening from, they get to follow you and also reach out. And also, guys, share this podcast wherever you're listening from. Make sure you comment. If it's on the platform that accept comment, share it. Make sure as many men get to know about this, even as many women, let them get to know about masculine vulnerability and it's important. Mm. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all in the next episode. Thank you to your fellows. Thank you, Paul.